Fluidity is cleansing. The solid was cleansed by the flood, liquid, in the time of Noah. Water flowed through rocks to save Ishmael and his mother, leading to the creation of a nation. Moses was sent to the Pharaoh of Egypt from the river, liquid, and the sea was split to save Moses and his people, while the sea took down the Pharaoh and cleansed the solid. Joseph was sent to Egypt after being lifted from the well. Jonah was released within darkness in the ocean to fulfill God's message. Jesus came from Mary's womb with a new spiritual nature for humans, a son without a father, through God's will, for us to know of the presence and reality of the Spirit on earth, and an example to all humans about the importance of spirituality to make the leaps from one phase to another. Allah is the name of the Creator in the Arabic Quran. Arabic words are unique to the Arabic language in their letters and meanings, and so translations should keep that in mind. The words must fit the context in which they were mentioned to deliver the broadest and most accurate meaning. However, the word Allah is not considered a name, but rather a supreme pronunciation. In the Quran, the emphasis on one God is very clear, but even one wasn't sufficient, because I think one as a value requires a zero, and you would need nothing to have something. That's why we say Allah al-Wahid al-Ahad, which would be the God, the one, the singular. If I wanted to share how I would pronounce Allah in a way that goes through the language barrier, I would say, inhale when pronouncing the first part A-L, as you see your tongue moving up and cool air flows under your tongue, and exhale when pronouncing the second part La, and warm air would flow above your tongue. In this way, Allah reminds us of breathing and the significance of air to our life. Yet we ignored air and the space it fills, just like we ignored our minds because we simply couldn't see them. Looking forward. We come from our mother's liquid-filled wombs to become living humans, fluid in nature, and I assume babies are in a fluid state. Then we start seeing the material world created around us, and we start the journey of trying to understand this environment. In doing so, we start the process of structuring and transforming into solid beings, becoming our own people which starts the fluctuating journey of being part person and part human, a mix of solid and liquid. And that's the nature of the life we are in. Of course, not everyone is aware of that because it is elusive. Also, because many of the things we create, see, and identify with are products of the person to the person. The person relies on the material, assumptions, emotional input, and emotional language to capture life. The human adopts a broader view, a fluid sense of understanding, and feelings to live life. We should all be aware of that duality and realize its presence, and not try to erase one for the other. If you think you succeeded, then the person in you is in control. Being mindful of that nature should encourage us to see which part is calling the shots. Are we helping grow the human within us, or building the person? As I tried to explain, the nature and function of what is described as the devil seem to be consistent with the part of the brain that is impulsive, controlling, and arrogant. But this is an extreme result of the person trying to capture the human or maybe suffocate life if we let it. If the human becomes in control, what should that entail? Being neutral, observant, in wonder, and seeking to grow to a higher self. And that brings me back to what I feel is very crucial. How all these sides come together is in being aware of the self. 
not yourself as a term to describe who you are, but the spiritual one that consists of the brain, mind, body, soul, human, and person. This realization should help us see the human and person as a vessel, vehicle, avatar, a material existence, and that we are spiritual beings going through a material experience. In order to strengthen the human in us and elevate to a higher self through spirituality, the person, solid state, has to take the back seat. The ice has to melt before the human, liquid state, can turn into gas, spiritual state. Can we let go of our preconceived ideas and our image-based mental chains? Can we let go of labels, titles, and images that are generated by our brains to allow our minds to make us see a bigger picture? Maybe realizing that would help us break the barriers between all people and help us see a common understanding to live life. When humans broke the equilibrium in heaven, it was inevitable for us to become people. However, the journey seems to be heading into a divide. People continuing to materialize their fantasy and living their illusion, and others might choose to take the spiritual journey back to the human state. It seems like we need to go through darkness to appreciate and feel the light. Pacifying the person doesn't mean leaving the world behind. It's more about seeing beyond the person. You live the life you are living, but be aware of where your heart belongs. And even when the human faces challenges, you would know it's the self that matters. Maybe identifying what the brain does on a daily basis, which is most of the work required to live these days, is a good start. But within that, identify the impulses that you see coming from the brain and what's coming from the deeper state of your mind. Try saying, this is the brain talking. This is the person talking. Many grow up familiar with this duality, but with time they forget, and all they end up identifying with is the brain person. Then they say, I don't know who I am anymore. In order to elevate ourselves in this journey of duality, we have to keep the only lifeline between our brain and mind intact. The lifeline is being truthful to ourselves. There is no room for deception or lies. We have to try to find our truth before we can see the truth. Let's try not to pray with our brains, to ask for accomplishing the goals the brain provides. But instead, no matter what your background is, let's try to pray from the mind, to ask for guidance and answers to questions we never asked, to see what matters. Maybe one day we will all get the same answer. But we must remember that if God is our guide, our guide is our God. Let's try elevating human nature as a phrase to where it belongs. When we see what's positive within us and in the world, we say, that's human nature and that's the best within us. When we see what's negative within us and in the world, we say, that's the nature of people or people's nature. And it's the worst within us. The journey back seems to resemble the journey of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. The caterpillar has to go through a dark place before it starts dissolving everything that it is. When a new structure is created, it still needs to go through another challenge in breaking out of the dark and confined place. It would need to do that to strengthen its wings, so when it could fly when it finally breaks through, and realizing its new nature in becoming a butterfly. So we don't really want to break free from the person we have become, but it is more like breaking through the person. The important thing to note here is that it's an individual journey, and you can't force anything on yourself or others. If it doesn't come from within, you're not breaking through. Please consider this short book as a brainstorming session.
Take what is positive and think about what you think is negative. I wrote this with the intention of starting my physical journey to learning and knowing, to move through the continuous fluid journey from darkness to light.